The following content is recorded directly in the heart of the hood, in the heart of Houston, Texas. Let's go. Where the real niggas stay. Start the show. Sometimes you just got to let them know. Let me, yes. First of all, let me thank you for acknowledging Sunnyside, Houston, Texas. Hit, hit, hit Sunnyside with the air horns, you know, please. Just saying. The heart of the hood where the real niggas stay. <laughs> on the south side. South side. On the south side. I can't believe they thought that I was going to transfer to Greens Point. Mm. Never. Guns Point. Guns Point. Yeah, as the, I was just telling somebody <laughs> As as the black delegation calls it, guns point. Um, you should see. Well, you should see how the white people act when we tell when we tell them that the um, their accounts were going to be consolidated at Greens Point. <laughs> I feel like I have to wear body armor just to go there. I feel like you do. Too. You probably do too. I don't. Yeah, because I know. See. What what white people don't understand is that it's not the, because I'm sure looking at me, those white people would assume that those are my people. But maybe, I don't know them people from a can of paint, and maybe, I wouldn't want no problem with them either. But I know who to and who not to talk to. Niggas ain't my people. <laughs> Specifically, the north side ain't my people. the north side. Right. Sorry, let me let me clarify that. Right. You know, so we, I know who and who not to talk to when I get to Guns Point, which is anyone. See, white people don't understand that. White people, if they, if they feel like you're not receptive to them talking to you, then you're a threat. This is why they get so sensitive about making bad jokes and you don't laugh at them. Shit, a lot of them are threatened by me then. I, a lot of, they are. That's how they work. I don't listen to a lot of them. My time in retail has taught me a lot about these people. I keep telling people one of my first one of my books is going to be a study on white people, like Jane Goodall did with the with the gorillas. What do you mean these people? Niggas <laughs> yeah. plus information plus alcohol equals opinions. While black, your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz, and somehow I'm still D Randall. Somehow, man, we're here. Um, it is episode. Oh, what is it? One eighty-seven. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's one eighty-seven. That is foreboding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I will say one. It's one eighty-seven. I want to say one eighty-seven. I'm about to. I'm about to break you off something proper. Let me see. I think you're right. If. It, if it is truly one eight seven, no, no, I can't. No, the the algorithms would not let me get away with it. I was gonna say the title. The title would definitely be on an undercover cop. It's one eighty seven. 
I cannot title it on an undercover cop. Nope. Uh, the internets would do away with us. <laughs> um, shout out to the new listeners. The fuck are y'all doing here? Uh, shout out to the old listeners. The first times, the last times, the long times. Shout out to everybody on Google, SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, wherever quality black-ass podcasts are distributed. Shout out to all my niggas on Patreon. Holding me down uh, during my my final week at this bum-ass job. It's over. It is over. The nightmare is at an end. You seem very excited. I have been freed from purgatory, my friend. For, very excited. Free. Free. Man, I boy, when I tell you I left, not only did I not only did I leave with a smile on my face, uh ear to ear grin getting in the uh getting in the Uber. Uh, he was the, the the Uber driver was like, Is that a fan that I that that I that I took with me and pulled and put in the back seat? Is that a fan? Yes. I? Is that your fan? No. It's a company fan. I, it's coming I, with me. I feel like uh, they need to mind their business. Mind your fucking business. Son. For all you know, this is this was the fan that, for all you know, I've had this fan at my desk my whole career. Yeah, man. Mind your own damn business. Now, if you're asking, no, it's not my fan. But why you want to know? Are you wearing a wire? Mm. You the feds? You you with the DEA? You with the Phoebe? You with the man? That shit was so funny on Miami Vice. They just start going down. They just start going down the list when they know they cops. <laughs> you, with the, you with the Phoebe? You with the man? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, JB Fox? You are the man. Um, how was your week, D. Randall? I think we know how mine was. I, yeah, I'm trying to think. What was this week like? Uh, I don't know. I, I I can't say too much because it would it would reveal too much about work. Sure, but um, revelatory, eye opening. That's Sober, fair. Sobering. Okay, uh, but also, I'm in a good place, man. I'm in a good place. Glad to hear that. So that's I, good. That's 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 what I will say about that. Yeah, man. I am very grateful and very blessed to have the friends that I have in my life. Okay. And we will leave it at that. That's a good place to leave. I can hit that with the air horns. You know, you know, some people get on us about uh, the amount of air horns in any given episode. Man, I honestly, I feel like if air horns could be applied to real life this way, niggas would be powerful. Don't let me get, like, a real... Air horn in real life. Like, yeah. Niggas will be powerful. Y'all gonna be mad. Niggas be hella powerful. <laughs> like, uh, like, I was just thinking about that. Especially, like, a lot of my niggas are New York niggas. I was watching Ben Affleck, Daredevil. Don't ask me why and shit. Voluntarily? <laughs> <laughs> I like how you threw out that don't ask me why before I had a chance to ask. <laughs> you knew it was coming. I, yeah. Um... There are things I liked about Ben Affleck Daredevil. And one of them, I I feel like the amount of naming boroughs that New York movies do, I feel like if, if that were applied to real life and you just added air horns, 
life would be much more fun. And these movies would be much more fun. Daredevil would have been a much more fun movie if every time somebody said Hell's Kitchen, Queens, the Bronx, and there was an air horn, that would have been a much more fun movie. That I'd have bought the director's cut of that shit. And there's my favorite scene in Daredevil, in Ben Affleck Daredevil, is when Michael Clark Duncan is sitting there and his assistant is telling him that the bad guy failed. And he goes, send the guards home. And he starts taking off his shirt like he's about to throw hands. And the dude's like, what are you talking about? He goes, I was raised in the Bronx. <laughs> this is something you wouldn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> How would that not have been the most lit moment? That, that would have been appropriate for that moment, yeah. Or even Civil War. When, when, when Spider-Man Spidey and, and, Cap. And, Cap, and Captain America, he's like, where are you from? Like, I'm from Queens. He's, it's like, I'm, yeah, I'm from Queens. He's like, I'm from Brooklyn. Would that not have been the most lit shit? Even though my, my folks in, in New York said that, you know, that moment, they, they almost had to pause the film in that moment because Brooklyn definitely stood up. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I believe there's a Captain America statue in Brooklyn since I've been away. There's a, I think there's a Captain America statue there. I would not, I would not doubt it. Because I think Stan Lee himself might have been a Brooklynite. Someone can correct me on that. You think Cap would have been in favor of overturning Roe v. Wade? No. Too soon? I, you know what? You know what? People, people try to put Captain America with a lot of right-wing shit. But Captain America did a lot of, like, a, a lot of like progressive shit, though. He had a lot of niggas on his team. Like there were more niggas in the Howling Commandos than we give credit for. That's true. That had that had rank. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying he did a lot of progressive shit. Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter might have been one of the highest ranking motherfuckers ever in Shield and founded Shield. Yeah. And they were fucking. So I'm just saying he was involved and was adjacent to a lot of progressive shit. You know, even in the Avengers, it's a lot of shit going. It's a lot of shit that goes on with the Avengers that I think a right wing dude would not be down with. A right wing dude would kill Tony Stark in his sleep. Uh, you know what? I, I think because all the right wing dudes in the military didn't fuck with Tony Stark, I, like uh, William Hurt. Rest in peace. I think that's going to be a good uh, Patreon episode someday. I yeah. Like, we, which Avengers would be red and blue? Or, or, yeah. or like the the the, the politics of yeah. superheroes. I think we could, yeah, we could unpack that. Because Tony Stark would have been even worse than Elon Musk in real life. <laughs> we would have to. We all know this. Him and Bruce Wayne, we'd have to put a stop to them. Almost certainly. Um, flowers this week. We're gonna give flowers while y'all while while people are here, celebrating people while they're on this earth. Um. Flowers actually go to a a member of the Opinions While Black community. Okay. That has been uh, supportive from the get-go. Um, actually, her claim to fame in the community is that she was one of the first people that, other than probably Anthony, uh, shout out to him, who didn't just start listening to the podcast where we were. Mm -hmm. She 
elected to start from episode one. Oh. And this is back when we, I don't think we had hit 100 yet. And she elected to start from episode one and go all the way and catch up. Has anyone checked on her? Is she okay? Uh, she's, she's fine. She, uh, it, it, I'm surprised she did not get sick of my voice. Because we talk on the phone. You know that scene in, in A Clockwork Orange when Malcolm McDowell has his eyes, like, held open as he's witnessing <laughs> yes. all the atrocities of humankind? <laughs> yes. I imagine that's what it's like going back to episode one. Yes. And listening to this shit. I, I can only assume. Um, but uh, I have only, I, because we have went out on dates, I... The the people who listened to us from the beginning will remember I referred to her as Scrabble Girl, mm-hmm. um, because I think it was our first date. She taught me how to play Scrabble I had never played before, and I don't think I've played since unless I was with her. Um, Scrabble Girl had a had a moment uh, over the weekend, or at least I think it was a Friday night. Uh, she called me very upset. Um, she had been at a function um, in the Heights. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in the Heights, so I already could not relate because I don't visit the Heights. It's far. It's always it, 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 the venues are always seem to be in dark corners, and it seems like an excuse for Ubers to be ten million dollars. Very true. Um, and it's just all the all the all the. The places that you go in the heights just seem to be you have to turn off of the off of the road or something. And so basically she was at a function on the patio having drinks and the venue across the way. There was a young lady who was so drunk she fell off the deck into a ditch. It was a young black girl. And the young and so she noticed in particular because she was hoping that that young black girl wasn't hurt. And she was wondering who was coming to her aid because it looked like just a spectacle for people to observe, which just happens, unfortunately, in the era of the Internet. Um, I'm surprised this story didn't involve someone having a camera phone on her. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody seemed, seemed quick to help. The people at that venue around her didn't seem quick to help. The people watching from across the way weren't helping. And apparently the gentleman, the date that she was with, I'm going to assume it was a date, um, was not quick to help. I know why the date wasn't quick to help. Because the date was trying to get a vibe going. Let me tell you something. Actually, you know what? Maybe I'll save that for Patreon. I don't know. Just the the mentality of a nigga when he's trying to fuck is it, it, it's beyond it's beyond explanation. And I I assume sad but true. I assume this nigga was trying to fuck. Sad but true. And so she went out of her way to help this woman, apparently against all odds, because a lot of people that she was trying to involve in the situation, like. The bartender, like the person, like maybe the one of the people working the venue that night, just seemed very not willing to help. 
And some of this is just because you observe drunk people all the time and you assume that it's just a drunk incident and it's going to go away. The bartender that was serving the girl got in the ditch with her and started making out with her. Okay, this is creepy. Very creepy. In the ditch? It's a ditch. It's a ditch. Nothing healthy happens in a ditch. It's a ditch, fam. And the fact that the bartender, I will join you in the ditch. I won't help you out of the ditch. I will join you in said ditch. Was he the one that roofied her? She. And possibly. Oh. I, I mean, yet another twist. Possibly. Wow. And, and, and again, this is just process of isolation. We don't know. We don't know what happened. I, I, I really, I almost want to call her and ask her what this venue was, um, because this, this venue deserves um, slander. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot just in that going on there. And I asked her. She was like, I, I you know, I helped her and helped her rejoin her friends. I asked immediately, were her friends us? Her friends were not us. Okay. She was with a group of white women. That I don't understand the relationship with white women and drunken antics that they write everything off or they just let, they just kind of I've just noticed this and maybe it's because I watch too much ridiculousness. White women just leave each other to their devices. You just have the shit white women at least you just haven't been around them long enough. OK, that's fair. Um, maybe that's a good thing. Uh, it's a good thing. Um. After the white woman at my job, I, I'm, I'm good on white women for the rest of, you know, eternity. So, um, and, my, and so my thing was, who was helping? And it seemed like people were just unresponsive except Scrabble Girl. She got her some water, got her cleaned up a little bit. Tried to get her and got her information so she could call her and follow up and was like, you know, if there's anything going on, if you're not okay, uh, please call me. I'll meet you somewhere and buy you some, buy you a cup of coffee and we can talk and we can talk it out and we can see if we can get you some help. Now, of course, the girl's drunk and embarrassed, so she took that with a grain of salt. And the girl and honestly, Scrabble Girl felt bad. Because she was like, I should have, I should have gotten her number. But when you're trying to help somebody, it's a tense situation. And you're the only person trying to yeah. make any moves to help this girl. It nobody's going to blame you because you missed a couple of steps. Yep, that's fine. Because the alternative was no one helping her, and this just being a spectacle. And God knows what could have happened after that. And it just tells me. That people are listening. And, may, and I'm not saying she did this because of anything I said on this podcast. But it tells me that there are people that still believe in community. And it tells me that there are people that still believe, black people that still believe we have to watch out for each other. Man, this times are not going to get any safer. Particularly not in Texas. Right. And we haven't talked about this in, in length on this program, but... With, with Roe v. Wade out of, out of the paint, 
I guarantee whenever things like that happen, I guarantee sexual violence is going to go up. Uh, it'll, it'll, it'll definitely be reported more. Correct. We'll, also correct. We'll become a lot more aware of it. And, you know, anytime, anytime laws like this don't pass or don't pass or are repealed, crimes related to those laws go up. And so it's not going to get any safer out here for anybody, particularly black women. Yeah. So we have to be looking out for each other. We can't afford, we can't afford to be on the sidelines of things like of little, what looks like little things like that anymore. And I hope, and I don't say this out of any form of jealousy or any form of, of investment on my part. I hope she does not go out with that nigga again. Because I believe there are instances, not everything, it doesn't apply everywhere, that how you do anything is how you do everything. Well, she, de- she definitely needs better friends. Um, everybody in that situation needs better friends. I'm glad that your friend was there to, to help her in that, uh, in that time of need. Correct. Um, and people still ain't shit. People still ain't shit, which is a great, which, first of all, Give Scrabble Girl the air horns. Shout out to Scrabble Girl. Shout out to Scrabble Girl. She wished you a happy birthday also, by the way. Well, thank you. Thank her. Um, I'll pass that on. Uh, hopefully she's listening. I challenge you to Scrabble. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Triple word score in this bitch. Oh, oh shit. You heard that, that. That's air horns. That should have really been ether, but yeah, that's no, 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 no. Oh, okay. We're not gonna do the ether yet. <laughs> I gotta, <laughs> I gotta win and then talk shit, and then we can do the ether. Um, I'm talking shit from a safe place right now. <laughs> that's a, but that is a great moment to go right into humans ain't shit. Um, this week's thing that had the culture in a fucking chokehold was Happy Meals. Um, there was a video that went semi-viral. Um, well, no, it went viral, um, where a gentleman was trying to bring his child, uh, a happy meal to eat. And the mother lost her shit and told him to get the fuck out of there and fuck him and his happy meal because he didn't bring, he didn't bring food for all the, for all the children. I, I believe the young lady had four children all together and he only brought food for the one child that was biologically his and the young lady lost her shit on him and told him to fuck off him and his happy meal um and this had to this had the community in a chokehold because it was a divide about um whether or not he should have uh fed the lot of them and I can tell you, we it, it, me, even me and Randall had a conversation about this um, because Randall does not social media like that. And I'm pretty sure the past week of things that I've sent to him via text remind him why he does not social media like that. Um, y'all got a lot that y'all need to process. In the <laughs> Let me just say that. I, I, as a quick side note. One of the reasons why I don't social media like a lot of folks do is because there's a lot of time spent on some just meaningless shit that all it does is contribute like additional stress to your life 
and, and a lot of meaningless conversation. Um, this particular situation being one of them. Please continue. Um, and it wasn't so much the scenario. It wasn't so much the actual people involved in the scenario that had everybody in the chokehold so much as it was the scenario itself. <clears throat> and how I believe a lot of people can relate to said scenario. Now, I don't have kids. I don't expect to ever have children. It's not a... Who <laughs> had to hit it with the yeah. I don't expect to ever have children in my lifetime. Um, <clears throat> perhaps if one of you lovely ladies already has children and I'm to get involved with you, um, that that might be a case. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Um, <laughs> but, no, I don't have children, so I'm speaking from that perspective. But my perspective is, and this is just the way I was raised and the way my father and my, and, and my mother um, did things in uh, their household. You just don't bring food for one person. You're a bit too, and now I don't understand we're grown. So it's a little different nowadays. We're grown and we can feed ourselves whenever the fuck we feel like. Have you ever have you ever been in school or in college or wherever and you show up and you show up with a nice uh with a nice wing dinner or some shit? And what are your friends gonna say? Damn, son. Damn, bro. You didn't ask nobody. You you just you just I know this happened at TSU all the time. So you just went to Timmy Chan, you didn't tell nobody. You didn't see you didn't see if we wanted something, you know what I'm saying? Y'all gonna share with the y'all gonna share with the group? Y'all should have been going to Frenchies. And you gotta be the nigga to go now. Um but man, this is different. This, this is, is a little different. This is a lot well, different. A little bit. But there's a again, it's a it's a courtesy thing. Cause even with the even with kids, you cannot explain to children. A lot of y'all haven't watched Eddie Murphy Raw and it shows. You can't explain to children why one person has a happy meal and the other kids don't. You can't explain that. And there's no explaining it away. There is only going to get more happy meals. The great basketball player Michael Jordan once said, fuck them kids. I mean, Michael Jordan's also, uh, despite being one of the greatest basketball players to ever live, Michael Jordan's also a terrible person. He's he, uh, he's also kind of a reprehensible human being. I, you know, I mean, if uh, I just don't know that I just don't know that the Jordanisms that come out of his mouth sometimes should be applied to like everyday living. Well, here's here's where I will be the contrarian in the situation. So in this particular instance, you know, looking at the the actual video in context, mm -hmm. um, the the intention of the video was to shame the father of what she had four children. Yeah. And this particular person is the father of one of the children. And her intention was to shame him for not bringing food for the, the other three children. Now, now, one of the things that I, I, I listened to a lot of things in context. And one of the things that, that I, that I did listen to in context was, Leading up to him arriving at the school or wherever they were, 
she she was she was already complaining before he got there because she knew that he was only going to show up with one meal for the one child. So first of all, throw stones at me if you, if you wish. The man has one child. He has a singular responsibility in this case. Uh, we can we can talk about common courtesy and all that if you want to, but if she knew that this dude had a tendency to bring food for only one child, the child that is his, should she have not been prepared to have the other child's uh, the other children fed as well? That so technically yes, but here but here's the pushback is that there was a. Um, a TikTok video, presumably by the woman in the in, in the first video, mm-hmm. where she was explaining her side of the situation, and <clears throat> in her side of the situation, the it wasn't so much the act so much as the act was unprecedented um, for the gentleman's behavior. They had been together, and she had the, she had all four of those children when they were together, mm-hmm. and. He had always brought food for everyone any other time and any other time of day. And if you believe what the woman is saying, which I which I I tend to, according to her, it wasn't just about feeding his child. It was about a show. It was about a demonstration of what type of time he's on now. And the thing about it is if you've never if you've if you've never singled out a kid any other time, biological or not, keep the same energy. And the fact that you showed up not keeping the same not keeping the same energy, no, nah, fuck out of here. Because and she said this too, and I think this is an interesting perspective, that when when people with kids break up, those kids go through that breakup too. Those kids go through that breakup too, and there's a psychological aspect to that as well. And those ki- whatever happened between y'all where it didn't work, those kids didn't do it. And they're kids, That's- and in their mind, you can't tell them that they're not being penalized for some shit that these grown-ups are going through. But also, those are not his kids. Those aren't his. Those aren't his kids, but it's your community. They're not his kids. They're not his kids. I agree. They're not his children. But I think we go through that too much, where it's like, oh, I'm only ob- I'm only obligated by my child, and that's it. I remember. I remember it, it, a time for me where every every adult I knew was involved in my life, and if. Any adult I knew that knew of me and knew of my father and my mother saw me anywhere. They were allowed to ask questions. They were going to ask questions. If I, if I was in trouble and I needed something, or if, even if I wasn't in trouble, come, over, come on over here and get you something to eat. But she had the expectation that this guy brought... Stuff for her kids, like again. I don't necessarily, but see, I don't necessarily think it was a matter of expectation. It was she because she clearly said, well, "Why didn't you bring it for my other kids?" What I, well, I what I mean is, and again, 
I don't just judging by her side of the story. Mm-hmm. There's an emotional. There's an emotional element here, to where whatever they were going through that led up to that moment. She was fed up, and you get to be fed up sometimes. Now I'm not saying she didn't do the most in that video because she did the fucking most. She did the yeah, but sometimes. Most. And men don't understand. And men don't understand. I'm not saying you don't. You, I definitely don't. Well, I, I, I will say I, I know you don't because you've done. Because I've seen how you and the misses have interacted. But a lot of men don't understand that these things don't happen in a vacuum. That sometimes the shit y'all are going through is cumulative. And sometimes that's going to manifest itself in a way that's not going to be conducive to what you're trying to do. I would be curious to see what the expectations are for the other fathers slash fathers of the children. If, if the same energy is had for them. If, if the other father or fathers are providing for that fourth child as well mm-hmm. and bringing, bringing that kid happy meals. Like I, I need to understand the whole story because, well, on the surface... It's unfair to expect one dude to continue providing for four. What if he doesn't even have the means to do that? Well, now to be now to be fair to this whole situation, I am also here. I, I am also hearing the prevailing of a prevailing thing that this whole thing was a skit to begin with. Regardless, it's but it is an interesting conversation to be had, and for me, it was a disappointment. Not necessarily. Now, we've had this conversation in a very different way than what I've seen on the Internet because the Kevin Samuelites, um, I call them the fatherless, uh, have all just, they showed their whole ass in this scenario. Fuck them kids. You shouldn't have had all them kids. Uh, Why you got so many baby daddies? All that bullshit. Um. And for me, it's to, it sounds like a loss of community because I hear a lot of obli- a, a lot of obligated to do and what we're oblig- and whose obligation it is. My theory, not my theory, my my motto, my way of looking at it is: a lot of us, us, grown adults, would be in bad shape if people only did by us what they were obligated to do. If everything was down to what's obligated and not what's right, a lot of us would be in bad shape and not be where where we are today. Some of us are where we are, in fact, because people didn't didn't even do what they were obligated to do. And I, I think about that all the time. I don't I don't even like children to be honest with you. I am not fond of children. <laughs> but if I buy if I buy food for one, I'm buying food for the other. It, this is this goes to me for me on the way to work, I would stop at Shipley's. And they know what I it, it, it's a point. They know what I want first thing in the morning. So they just go get it. So they'll get it. I'll grab an orange juice out of, out of out of the refrigerator, and because I stay next to a high school, there tend during the school year there tends to be a lot of kids on the way. Mm-hmm. 
uh, in line. And just every now and then I'll just go, not even every now and then, I'll just go, so yeah, yeah, I'll have the usual and uh, whatever these two kids back here are having. That's nice. And it's not a big deal. And I just look over and go, y'all make good grades? Yeah, no, whatever. (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) take that shit seriously. Uh, Take that shit seriously. Um, Share with your friends. Uh, Don't do drugs. Bye. Too late. Probably too late. (laughs) Probably too late in the era of euphoria. Um, Even my Uber driver, if I make a stop and I know I'm getting food out of here, I always go, you want something? Or if I'm stopping at the store, you need something out of here? And if I could do that for an Uber driver that may or may not have almost gotten us killed on 45, I can do that for a kid. Because I, because my mind is always whatever we go through as adults between each other, these kids didn't do it. I don't even like children, and I understand that. I just, I just wish there were more of a presence of community in these conversations. That's all. Maybe the fathers need to talk, coordinate something. Then maybe they do. Maybe that, maybe that's another conversation that we should be having. Among when when you have these blended families, maybe that's because because it, at the, even though that's your kid, those are your kids' siblings. Your kid has brothers and sisters. They might not be they not they might not be of your blood, but they're of his, and that should mean something to you. I don't know. I like I say, maybe I'm just sentimental. I'm I'm honestly not qualified to say because I'm, I'm, I'm probably not, not either. I'm not in that position. Nor am I. And I'm probably and again, I'm probably not qualified either. So I don't know. I'm we're just spitballing. Uh song of the week. I was thinking about what I was gonna play. Uh in celebration, I was going to play a 2088 song in celebration of Big Sean. Oh, that's going to get I was going to say, in celebration of Big Sean and Janae uh, apparently having a baby together. Uh, we just, they just revealed the bump on TMZ. Um, but that would probably get taken down because Spotify has some haters uh, and the record labels some haters. Um, I'm going to go Sade. Okay. I'm going to go Sade. Uh, have not played well. I, it was, it, it's been a while since so I played some Sade. Um, Fingers crossed. From one of the, well, in my opinion, from one of the best uh, albums ever made in R and B. Okay. Uh, Lovers Rock. Mm. Probably my favorite song. Yeah, y'all can hear the. The button pressing. Um, probably one of the best songs ever on the album. My favorite song on the album. This is King of Sorrow. Love King of Sorrow. Um, Sade fans, y'all know what I'm talking about. It's that it's that time of year, man. I'm. I don't have to be at work in the morning. <laughs> Everything's a vibe right now. So yeah, this is King of Sorrow by Sade Pour yourself something, get comfortable We're going to have a good episode We will be back with more opinions while black Let's go Let's go
white people clap.
That was King of Sorrow by the legendary Sade, the, oris- the original Whisper singer. The original yeller in my life. <laughs> um, classic. Classic. That whole album, I consider that album to be a skipless album. A perfect skipless album. I, there's just not a bad song on Lover's Rock. Sade is just one of the like most consistently prolific artists of it's, all time. It's not broke, and they don't fix it, uh-huh. and she don't fix it, and that ba- and that, and she keeps good quality musicians with her at all times. Yep. There's, she knows the craft she, in and out. She's one of those rare people who is a genre unto herself. Correct. Much like Prince was. Prince's style of music is Prince. Correct. Sade's style of music is Sade. You are you are correct on all counts. Um, of course, as always, you can find those on the Opinions While Black featured music playlist. Uh, f- uh, you can find that on Spotify and Apple, just as I said it. Uh, Opinions While Black featured music. Uh, there's like 11 hours of music on there. Mm. There's there's no reason you can't find you can't find multiple slaps. Um, I think they all slap. I, um, I've, I don't talk about it much. I I get a lot of compliments about the about the music picks. Um, so thank you, thank you all for that. Um, there was some music. Maybe there was some music news that I found and did not report on. Um, oh, Babyface is putting together an all woman album or something. Interesting. And there's going to be, I, I talked about it a little bit in the Discord. Um, the Discord, uh, that you can be a part of the conversation if you join our uh, Patreon subscription. Um, I did, but I just, I do remember seeing some names like Ari Lennox, like her. Um, and I don't. I think Babyface, I, I want to say he's just producing it. But I see, let's see, I see Ari Lennox. I see LMA. Uh, I see a dark skin chick I don't actually recognize. <laughs> um, maybe this is Snow Allegra. Mm. If he's producing this for real, this could be heat. This could be heat. Babyface is another one. That don't miss. Don't miss. And everything he touched turns to platinum. Uh, much like Raphael Sadiq. Did you know Raphael Sadiq was producing on Beyonce's album? I think I read something about that. And does not surprise me. I am not in the least bit surprised. Boy, I... Yeah. Post-pregnant Beyonce showing y'all what time it is. That's what's happening. Post-pregnancy Beyonce is showing y'all what's happening on all counts. You see that? Did you see that that album art? I, I did. She if you want to ride, <laughs> come ride the white horse. <laughs> oh man! So won't he do it? Won't oh, he? Will yes, he will every time. Uh, sadly, we got an R.I.P. Uh, rest in peace to the Baltimore Ravens, Jalen Ferguson. Um, traces of fentanyl in his system 
fentanyl and cocaine, I believe. Y'all going to learn someday. Damn shame, man. Y'all are going to learn someday. Can't even get white people high no more. I tell you. Y'all are going to learn. Uh, so, rest in power to Jalen Ferguson. Definitely a terrible loss. Young, young talented kid. Um, on a brighter note, R. Kelly got sentenced to 30 years in prison. Got to hit him. Yeah. Got to hit him with that one. That's air horns. That's all air horns all day. R. Kelly got sentenced to 30 years in the clink. He is going to make somebody a wonderful boyfriend. Feeling on your booty. In jail. He a nigga hold my hold. He a nigga hold my hand and sing meeting in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> There's a meeting in my cell block. I'm telling you. Um, good. You know you wrong for that. <laughs> it's true. You know you wrong. For that. Oh, fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Somebody will get 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 his ass in there for longer. I'm telling you, uh, apparently they put him in gym pop. He already got his ass whooped badly. And you knew it was coming. It had to be. You knew it was coming. Had to be. You touch kids. Oh, no, it's a wrap. Come on, man. It's a whole wrap. Even the hardest of the hard going to be like, I bet. Bet. They better. Boy, they better hope they don't. They better hope they don't repeal some shit. And, uh. Bill Cosby catch a double jeopardy in this bitch. Because, you know, he just had to pay half a meal because he was touching that 14-year-old girl. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. He still ain't in jail. They, I'm telling you, jail ain't jail enough no more. Bill Cosby ought to have a fear. He ought to have prison, PTSD, uh, post Prison traumatic something. Just chase that. Just chase that nigga at a moment's notice. They got to do R. Kelly bad. They got to do R. Kelly bad. He got to be getting his ass whooped three three times a week. Good and and then of course and of course we get the what about ass niggas. <laughs> what about Jelaine Maxwell? Well, Maxwell got twenty. See, and they're like, well, well she, why she only get 20 and he get 30? Well, one, she was facilitating the bullshit. Correct. R. Kelly was doing the bullshit. And not only was he doing the bullshit, he was doing the bullshit for 30 years. Mm. At least for 30 years. This is a 50-year-old man. He'll be 80 when he get out, if he gets out. And he gonna be, not only is he going to be 80 when he gets out, he got to do sex therapy or sex, uh, some kind of, he got to see a therapist for the rest of his life when he get out. His shit ain't even going to work when he's 80. If his shit's working, they need, to, they need to put a lock on it. You know them old school chastity belt joints? Yeah. Put one of them hoes on it. Fingerprint retinal scan in this bitch. Um, yeah, man, this this was always coming, and honestly, it's sometimes I think we don't even deserve to celebrate as hard as we are about that because we let it go on so long. There was a time when everybody just kind of said, oh, "Well, you know, shit happens." 
Until, and they still do it. Until shit happens to them. Until shit happens to them. Correct. And they still do it. There's an Elvis movie out. Although I don't see a lot of people going to see that shit. I just think that's I just think that the cultural relevance of Elvis has probably faded a bit. I don't see no millennials and Gen Z's going to see an Elvis movie. There's not a single person that I know of that has even remotely expressed any interest or curiosity in seeing that shit. Not at all. And Hollywood keeps forcing it down our throats. And you know those 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 biopics are like Oscar bait, usually. This one ain't it. This one ain't going to be the one. Even with Tom Hanks. This is not it. Sometimes you just pick the wrong guy. Sometimes you just pick the wrong guy. Sometimes it's just an unfortunate moment for that shit. I think Elvis has finally grown to that stage where no living people really give a shit about him. It's true. Like, all the songs that I love that Elvis has sung, somebody else has sung. He stole. and I it, Well, one, he stole. But somebody else has sung it since then better. I can find somebody else that's saying always on my mind anywhere. I can find somebody else that's saying I can't help falling in love anywhere. So, yeah, you don't. So, yeah, he's at a point. You don't have to give a fuck about Elvis at all. The Beatles will always be an argument for white people. Mm. Elvis will not. Um, so, yeah. Um, congratulations to R. Kelly for all that time. He's for all that time. He's gotten to clink. <laughs> Uh, hopefully him and Supreme are holding hands in uh, a Supreme. penal matrimony. <laughs> you said penal. <laughs> Supreme about to wreck that ass. <laughs> pause. No, nah, don't, nah, don't pause shit. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, oh, I'm, I'm just. I wish. I wish you had the Ray, the the Ray J sound bite. Like, <laughs> and then I'm gonna get some of the big homies that like men get off with his booty. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, Ray J is great. Oh man, he's Ray J is a as far as content, he is a national fucking treasure. By the way, I somehow saw the commercial for that College Hill shit you were talking about. <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for my people. Oh, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I'm just embarrassed for the culture in general, man. This is not. And as a Texas Southern person, for me, like they did this whole profile on the teacher, mm-hmm. on the on the professor that's teaching them, mm-hmm. and they 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 propped her up as, oh, she's as tough as nails, take no shit, teacher. Just sounds like a fucking teacher. She just sounds like, yeah. She just sounds like a fucking teacher. Who they just cast very well for this. Correct. Yeah. Um, don't nobody look like they're taking no notes on anything she's talking about. Don't nobody look interested. Don't nobody, like. When did this session happen? Was this? That's what I'm trying to figure out. When did they have time to film this so secretly? Um, Man, Ray J something else, bro. I'll just leave it there. Ray J is something fucking else. Um, to be coming off of the worst performance of his life. <laughs> and that's saying something because he was in steel. Um, the worst performance of anything of his life. Damn. And to come off of that, not only getting a deal, because you know at the BET Awards, and we'll get to that in a second too, 
Um, I guess we can roll right into that. Might as well. At the BET Awards, they caught him in the audience just randomly eating fucking ramen noodles or some shit. Hey, man. You got to live your life. And he was like ducked down under the seat eating ramen noodles and the camera caught him. And then he just looked up and was all attentive and started clapping for whoever was up there. And then the next day, now he got a deal with whoever whoever's ramen noodles that was. It was cup of noodles. Like, he didn't even get, like, anyway. Confession. <laughs> I've, I've never had non-restaurant ramen before. I've never eaten ramen noodles. Really? So, so I don't even know what that's like. You heard it here first. Oh my God. As I crunch on ice. That's all I've ever eaten. While you were doing that, I was eating cereal. <laughs> cereal. Just, <laughs> cereal was my it was my kickback food. It was my poor food. It was my I don't feel like eating anything else food. That's fair. It was cereal. I've never had ramen. The dry ramen from the box that oh my god that you people talk about oh yeah that prison food never had it real poor nigga shit come at me oh boy come at me um I know they will so I didn't necessarily watch the BET Awards for real necessarily Does no I didn't you watched it but you don't no no I, I I caught all the like I I caught all the YouTube shit okay not all of the youtube shit. I caught the youtube shit that I thought I might have been interested in. Gotcha. Which is very little this year. Um and it's not even because I don't know any of the artists cuz I do. I just I was just less interested. We, I, a lot of, like the the patrons know we had a we had a we had a lengthy little discussion on our before the show series on Patreon mm-hmm. about just the decline of BET content. <laughs> And starting with College Hill. And it, just some of the things I noticed in the clips that I saw. All the ads, bro. Like, everything had an ad to it. Like, we want, like we always talk about how we want these things to be taken as seriously as, like, the Grammys or whatever, or what have you. Yeah. But, like, you're not going to, and, I, no, and what white people do should not be the bar. Having said that, I'm not going to see everything have an ad to it. And by everything having an ad, I mean during the show. Like everything, like every award, every segment was like Dove Soap Presents. <laughs> Rap album of the year. Right. Like, damn, y'all got a sponsor for each, each and every each segment. Good for y'all. And so I noticed that. Was MC Light doing the, uh, the voiceover? I think so. Okay, because they usually just pull her up every year. Yeah, like Pretty yo, much all the time. We ain't got nobody else who wants to do it. You, you down? She that like, seems like a pretty consistent check. She's like, I've been sitting here since last year, so let's go. And so my thing about that, and so then I saw more crypto. I sent Randall this one segment where they, they, they tried to, they, they, Terrence J introduced like an every, they tried to do like an everyday hero segment or some shit. And it was some guy who was lifting up HBCUs. And I shit you not, they said that the guy had come up with an HBCU-related cryptocurrency called HBCU coin that, is, that, is, that should 
that will eventually be good at HBCUs. This is how you know we're in the last days of this, the current cryptocurrency like craze, because now they're starting to scam black people. Correct. Outright. Like once Correct. you start, once you start scamming black people, you have run out of fools to scam for this shit. And well, they have, cause you know, Elon Musk about to go up for that shit. We didn't talk about this. Elon Musk is getting sued over that Dogecoin shit. And how that was a scam on his part. He'll be all right. He's the richest man that ever lived. So this is true. Okay. Um, that ever lived. And crypto is down. Like all the crypto is down. That tells you. I'm just saying. And don't get me wrong. It still costs a lot. But it's as down as it's ever been. It was another crypto-related thing that I can't find now, but one of these crypto dealers got shut down. I'm trying to make SpaceX for crypto and shit. Don't care. Um, Just ready for all that shit to go away. To go away, man. Uh, people cannot afford man. Oh, I'm, uh, not, I'm not going no, back No, people can that. afford it. They can afford it. They just they're just financially illiterate. Well, not even that. We're in a people should not be people should not be hawking crypto on other people in a recession. The sneakers app is still live, and, and people are still lining up for sneakers every you know a couple of days or week. People have the ability to invest, and 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 the recession has not stopped people from getting the things that they want, even if it is to their detriment. Which is why it's especially crass to me. To, to shill this type of stuff right now with with a recession on the verge. Well, we're on the verge of a recession. Inflation is at a 40-year high. Correct. It's bad when my coworkers are like, man, I found a place where gas is 429. Got what? I'm like, wow. 429 That's is That's a cheap. deal. Boy. Man, y'all better get out of here with that shit. Man, and I, I just, and again, we... We are not saying on this podcast that Web3 technology does not have positive applications that can benefit society. We're not saying that. We're saying that's not what's being sold. At all. At all. Just putting that out there. Uh, What else did I want to touch on on the BET Awards? Oh, Kevin Samuels. They had to do an in memoriam. Kevin Samuels got honored in the same breath as Sidney fucking Poitier. Wow. That was all the incentive I needed to never fuck with the BET Awards. That is classic BET. The the wild part is I'm at an age now where I didn't even know the BET Awards was happening. Correct. And I'm grateful for it. Correct. I I was checking my reminder guide for Westworld. They really hit. They really hit. Hit us with the immemorial for Kevin Samuels, whose contribution to society was literally hating black women and maybe being caught in bed with a large hairy man. An appearance in Atlanta. And an appearance in Atlanta. Had him on the big board. Wow! Did it receive a round of applause? Uh, well, you know who was clapping. Well, they do the voiceovers where you can't. Where sometimes you can't really hear well. that shit, but. I assume yes. It looked like there was some, some cheering in the audience. I know all the niggas in your mentions were just tearing up. 
Oh, the Godfather. The loss of their prophet. The the lot man that all the Kevin Samuels foster children are just lost now. They're just lost out here. Crystal was on Twitter talking about how one of the Samuelites. Uh, shout out to Marcus Black. That's never that's never gonna stop being funny. Um, I think they're doing a paid in full right now. Hey hey, maybe. I'm glad that's back. It's too uh, hot for me. Too well. No, they're doing it inside. Ah, it said it said uh the usual what forty to twelve. Too hot for me. Still too hot for me. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason I say this because it's always packed out. Like they they do they do a great great yeah. show. Wonderful. And great it's packed. Show. And but the door is all the back door is always open because mm-hmm. people are always going out on the patio. I bet they're not going out on the patio today. Uh, we'll see. But it's hot as fuck. But it's a good time. I guarantee if you go, you will have oh, a great time. Oh, it's gonna, oh, it's gonna go hard every time. I hope, I hope we're not actively missing it because if we're not, because I'm gonna end up going one of these Sundays. Let me know when they have it again. We we got to make that a thing. We got we have to get them on the show. We've had Marcus Black on. We have to get them on the show. Yeah, I am um, all three of them. Yeah, let me know when you go. Not sure. saying I would go, right? But I would support you. Correct, right. In being there. Also, you would need to know because that would be a time when we're not recording. Unless you got to Unless we do it early. Unless um, you got a way of doing it live. Or do it live. See, we, we might hook that up. Uh, but, yeah, Marcus Black, he's called them the Samuelites. The Samuelites ran up on Crystal um, from Child to the Reed. Um, get well, Kid Fury. Uh, we are we are rooting for you and praying for you, um, but uh, they walked up to Crystal while she was riding a bike, by the way, and said that black and said that black men are divesting from black women because black women don't ride bikes and white women do. He, they were saying this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pause for a moment. Right now, I'm going to speak directly to black men. Let's go. Dear black men. Dear black men. I I understand that you have abandoned the black woman and that you've relegated her to the bottom of the totem pole. But please, 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 black men. Can we come up with better reasons for abandoning black women? At first you said they were just they were just too strong and too much to deal with. And then you said black women have attitudes. And then you just said black women weren't submissive enough. And now black men. Black men. You were saying that you're not fucking with black women because they don't ride bikes. What the fuck is wrong with y'all, man? Y'all don't deserve happiness at all, man. Y'all don't deserve shit at all. Oh, shit. Like, and wait, they said it to a black woman on a bicycle. Like, y'all have already allowed white men to take over this country 
and, and, and in the last week, strip away your right to go in raw this summer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for being so crass. Wow. <laughs> Y'all do not deserve happiness. You deserve everything that's coming to you. I hope them narrow ass bike seats. How <laughs> the narrow ass bike seats <laughs> give you cancer, dog? <laughs> wow! Oh my god, they did that. Yeah, they did that. They did that. Wow! Randall Porter has said black black women ain't riding bikes no more, so we're not fucking with them. And this is and Crystal live in New York. Everybody ride a bike. Apparently not niggas. <laughs> yeah. And wow. I bet that and I bet that nigga was on foot. That's what fucks me up. I bet that nigga was on foot. Oh man. Oh y'all wild. Oh God. Am I done with the B? What else happened in the B two world? I hope the bicycle seats give y'all prostate. <laughs> oh shit. Y'all are stupid. <laughs> Every damn last one of y'all. Oh, man. The manosphere must be destroyed. God. Oh, damn. My God. Men have ruined everything. <laughs> damn it. Oh, shit. Like, all of you are a dildo <laughs> away from being permanently replaced. There's enough semen on the ice right now to reproduce as much as they want to. God damn, y'all are stupid, man. Oh, I hate shit. it here. <laughs> Isn't it the worst? I really do. I hate it here. Isn't it the worst? Oh, man. Oh, it's bad out here, bro. It's too hot to be saying that shit to people. That's what, that's what fucks me up. It's too hot for that. Oh, stupid, man. Y'all found the time in your day in the hot ass sun to walk up to somebody on a bicycle and tell them why they don't ride bicycles anymore. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with these niggas, dog? I'm telling you, they're flailing. They are flailing without their without their father. Did Kevin Samuels ride a bike? <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, he has some of the bicycle shorts. I guarantee it. Just and not even on a bike, just recreationally. Just recreationally, he won in them aerobic, in them in them uh, in them jazz aerobics classes and shit. <laughs> I'm not suggesting anything about Kevin Samuels other than he seemed like the type of nigga to do jazzercise. He, he had to look sexy for his house guest. <laughs> we know this. <laughs> oh man. Oh shit! What else happened in the BET award? Oh, I'm uh, still talking about this. I was uh, the last. I, I only had one more thing. Puff, <laughs> Diddy, or whatever you want to call him, Diddy Love, or whatever he, Puffy Love, or I don't know what he's calling himself now. Scammer in chief. <laughs> <laughs> Mister <laughs> Mister What Publishing? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Got a lifetime achievement award. For scamming publishing? <laughs> There's a category for that. 
for 30 years. Oh, shit. For 30 years, not one nigga has got his publishing. <laughs> Except for the locks, and they had to threaten his life. I was going to say, they had to hang that nigga out of, a, out of a balcony for that shit. If you really want to know, ask Mace. Does anybody know where Loon is? <laughs> oh, he he on somebody's episode of uh hip hop hip hop crime in America or some shit. And you saw that Puffy had to bring out Shine, ask Shine where his publishing was when he was in jail. <laughs> Lifetime achievement. <laughs> and man blew Shine up so much. That he had to keep yelling, shine, shine, shine. And shine was on stage because nobody knew who he was. <laughs> oh, man. I did see that clip. Shine, when you fuck somebody over in the industry so bad that they change gods, didn't he turn into like an Orthodox Jew or some shit? Uh, he might have gone from Muslim to Orthodox Jew. I don't know. Oh, man. I just know that Diddy let him go to jail. <laughs> right. Um. They so came out and still didn't have any publishing, <laughs> right? And now, and now, they, now he's starting an R and B label. Who did he? Uh, what is, what? Atlantic? No, was it Atlantic or J Record? No, it was Atlantic. I think he did a deal with Atlantic where they he's starting a, an R and B label imprint. Does R and B stand for Robin Blind? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, y'all! I got time today. Shit. I got time today. <laughs> God damn. What is wrong with you? <laughs> you and I went witnessing the strength of street knowledge. Oh, Robin Blind, you are so stupid. Um so the city girl, um, I believe the one that did not go to prison. What's her name? Quick, quick, quick. Carisha. Her name is Carisha. Young Miami. There okay. he is. There okay. it goes. Um, I didn't know that. I was just <laughs> see. There you go. See. Um, oh wait, she is the one that is in a relationship with Diddy. Correct. Ah. Correct. She's in a relationship with Diddy. The other city girl is in a relationship. Not attract. Oh, with she, Uzi. Oh, okay. The, the other city girl is pretty. She pretty. She seems nice. She she does seem nice. I think she's the one that says she doesn't drink water. Oh, fuck her. <laughs> Again, black people, we got to we got to stop saying just like blatantly dumb shit. <laughs> I don't drink water. Yeah, she did. This was a few years ago. We talked about this. She had a whole like she showed her uh, her whole um, refrigerator. Wasn't a drop of water in there. It was all just like it was all like soda and Sunny D. It says she don't drink water. And this is what niggas like. Pussy clean the rust off a car bumper. I'm talking about her. Her pH is all over the place, man. <laughs> <laughs> pH, so, pH is an eight, dog. <laughs> a scale of one to seven. And that don't even make sense. Actually, I think pH is a scale of 1 to 14. Look at my dumb ass. See, black people, myself included, we got to stop saying dumb shit. Oh, man. Um, I, don't, I don't drink water. So, Carisha uh, was, at the, was at the event, and she had a big 
glittery sign that said, uh, I don't know, hey, Poppy, congratulations, Poppy, some shit. And, Nick, and all the niggas on the internet got their panties in a twist because Diddy, in his list of people to thank, did not thank her, but thanked Cassie. First of all, he has to thank Cassie because that's where he got the vampire blood from. Yes. Let's and, start there. And in that little interview that I saw with him in the Carisha, he even said, like, you know, we're good friends. We're, you know, we're cool. We, we kick it. I'm going to take you to church one day. He also, was, he's 53 and they just met 10 minutes ago. Right. He was fully committed to Cassie before she got tired of his shit and leveled up and married somebody worth her time. <laughs> somebody with health insurance? <laughs> I mean, she, I say that because she married what looks like a regular-ass dude. Yeah. And we know Puff ain't got health insurance because he still ain't fixed his teeth. <laughs> I'm going to stop, y'all. I'm just being mean today. No, you're not. You're not going to stop. I noticed you didn't say I wasn't being mean. I, was, I, I, I didn't. You're, you're correct. Uh, um. But everybody was like, oh, she, oh, he didn't thank her. He didn't thank Carisha. She came and she made a whole sign for him. And blah, 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 blah. Maybe. That was her fault. Well, yes. But maybe they don't ask these things of each other because they don't have a regular, they don't have a regular interaction like y'all do. Y'all do all kinds of dumb shit. Y'all do all kinds of dumb shit for the people y'all in a relationship with and don't even get them to finish the whole blowjob. And meanwhile, oh, there are people that don't ask these things of each other. Okay, I don't think they ask these. I really don't think that Puffy and the the conversation that I saw them have doesn't show me two people that ask conventional shit of each other, like thank me at a fucking award show. She don't give a fuck about that. This is a come up for her. She already got a podcast out of it. Wow. Let her keep getting her come up, man. She don't if she don't mind, then what the fuck are y'all talking about? Shut the fuck up. Quit projecting y'all shit onto these celebrities that don't give a fuck about y'all. Wow. That's um That's deep. <laughs> I just I'm just saying she doesn't give me the impression of someone who wants to hear somebody go, I'd like to thank I'd like to thank God and Carisha. I know I don't get that impression from them. True. I and I don't get the impression from Puffy that he's go, that he's going to do that for somebody that he just they've been together for like ten minutes. Ten minutes. Cassie was with him for years. Yeah. He groomed her right into adulthood. She was an actual concubine. Like correct. <clears throat> He didn't even give Kim Porter thanks for anything until she was dead. Damn. Damn, you're right. I mean, hello? Damn, you're right. So I, 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 think, I think Young Miami knows who she's dealing with Damn. because she got the same internet as the rest of us. She knows who she fucking went, and she knows what she's asking what, and not asking of him. And it, and it has to have worked out for her so far because she has a podcast out of the deal. You were so right. So shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Quit projecting your bullshit on these people. Yes, the yes, the nigga you wit don't thank you for shit. 
That is what you are asking or not asking of that nigga. <clears throat> I bet if you ask him to take the trash out once in a while, he might. Well, he got to. Well, he got to. He has to have a reason to leave the house, like getting a job first. But I'm sure once he does that, he'll take the trash out on his way out to go meet the white woman he's going to level up with. These these ain't shit, niggas. Y'all, man, look. And niggas, y'all ain't doing that much better either. So I I haven't gotten to y'all yet. That might be a Patreon. Just a a whole Patreon called niggas. Oh, I'm not on you niggas yet. Because y'all make some dumbass decisions in these relationships too. Well, I mean, when the criteria is like whether or not they ride bikes, that that pretty much. <laughs> right, correct. Yeah, you niggas make some dumbass relationship decisions too. I just haven't gotten to y'all yet because that's a whole. That's got to be a whole episode unto itself. Some of the dumb shit you niggas do. Leave Puff and Carisha alone, please. One, because I'm tired. I'm tired of hearing about Sean Combs anywhere. Yeah. Two, let that girl get her fucking come up in peace. Right. Right. Without uh, you niggas bringing y'all's bullshit into it. We all know the root of this though is that they they do that because they can't have her themselves. Like that's also true. Like when we go back and we talk about the root of Lori Harvey hate, it's because they can't. They can't have, have her. her. So. That's true. That's what we do. We, we we tear each other down and we say dumb shit like, I don't fuck with you because you don't ride bikes. <laughs> and, it's because you, and it's because you niggas can't have her and because some of you women wish you had that come up. And we're in a position to ask that of someone of that stature. The name of this episode is Because You Don't Ride Bikes. <laughs> I co-signed it. It's fine. Um, couple other things uh, on the rundown. Brittany Griner, no one is talking about Brittany Griner, and it's upsetting. Brittany Griner just got her uh, detention in Russia extended through December. Damn, this is fucking insane. This is insane, and it's insane because nobody's really reporting on it that hard, and because. If this was if this was a if this was some white guy who was doing some shit he wasn't supposed to do over there, this was Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse would be. He would been over the same day, overnight delivery. Seal Team Six would have broken him out personally. We would have found out that day that a G, that a real life GI Joe exists, and that they use the highest quality of technology, including the Rock, to break him out. <laughs> I'm telling you, Idris Elba would have been carrying him off the plane. You know, Idris, it's unrelated. You can tell when you can tell when an action star has fought everything. Idris Elba must have fought everything in the book. He has a, he has a movie coming out now where he is fighting a lion. I saw that and I pretended like it didn't <laughs> exist, as the rest of you should. That is his version of Liam Neeson versus Wolves. Yeah, y'all forgot about that shit. Liam Neeson took some broken some broken airport bottles of liquor, used them as bloody knuckles, 
and punch the wolf. Idris Elba gonna punch the fuck out of that lion. I give up. <laughs> he gonna punch the fuck out of that lion. I give up. And I bet the soundtrack is done by him. You said skit that that uh, that BBC skit where it was talking about how Idris Elba think he can do everything, so he would just walk into Starbucks and start ma- and, and start making coffee. They're not they're not very far off from the truth. <laughs> Let me he, tell you, he walked into that he walked into that lab talking about he was gonna cure cancer. He just looked at he just looked at the fucking microscope. Look at that, That's shit. Watch out. <laughs> what? And every woman in there would let him. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Okay. But no, seriously. Be fine, though. Seriously, though. Free Britney Griner. Free Britney Griner. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. Because, uh, seriously, if this was a white man, remember, who's that? Was it, was it North Korea where that white man just was hiking and just ended up across the border in North Korea when he wasn't supposed to be? That sounds about right. And they made a fucking fit trying to get him out that is the reaction they should have to Britney Griner I saw them as a matter of fact I, she's just going with the flow because she could whoop she could whoop the Russians asses I saw a picture of her uh um being detained and walking with those Russian guards she's eight feet taller she's eight feet taller and probably got 30 pounds worth of muscle on any one of those guards, she looked like she could, she looked like the final boss. She cannot whoop an AK forty seven's ass. She cannot whoop an AK forty seven's ass. You're correct. Part. You're correct. You have to remember. I just got to watching Stranger Things where David Harbour was like fist fight was like fist fighting the KGB and shit. No spoilers. It, 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 that's not a spoiler. Not okay. really. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna forget. That's so that's so vague in comparison to everything that happens. From where you are to where it is now. Got you. <laughs> You're just going to be sitting there and be like, oh. <laughs> um, by the way, Stranger Things is wild as fuck. Them kids, them kids mad old. <laughs> side, side note. The boys this season is oh, also. God, damn it. I have to start. I have to start watching that. It, you haven't started watching it at all? I watched the first episode or two, but. I, at that time, I was kind of because I'm so familiar with the comics, I'm familiar with the source material. I was in a mood where I was like, I'm sick of superheroes are terrible people. This, but everybody says it's good. So I, I don't know. yeah, and I will say this, um, especially in season three, um, Anthony Starr, who plays Homelander, oh my man from Banshee, yes, one of the best TV villains ever this season. Oh, I'm with it. Very good. I'm with it. One of the best villains ever. I'm with it. Yeah, I, I, I'll watch him in anything. He's pretty good. This season is lit. Okay. All right. I see you. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it a shot. It's on the list. I'm getting through Yellowstone right now, which is basically succession for Cowboys. I need to check that. I heard it's pretty good. It's hard. It's okay, hard. Right. Kevin Kevin Costner giving some of the best acting in his career. Okay. Um, as a matter of fact, you know something's good when I actually when Wes Bentley is actually good in it. I'm... Wes Bentley has not been good in anything since American Beauty. <laughs> and if he's good in it, you know this shit is hard. Um, what else happened? Trey Song strikes again. Trey Songs is at it again, y'all. Um, in addition to his uh, 37-plus rape cases, 
uh, Tremaine, we can now add um, colorism to his list, his laundry list of fuckery. Um, there was a there was a young lady on Twitter. Um, and the young lady on Twitter was regaling us with a story. This, now, this is somebody. It is important to, to point out. This is somebody who was a Trey Songs, according to her, a stan, which is not hard to believe because she. I, I think she's about at that age where she can say she grew up on Trey Songs. Yeah, and Trey Songs has been out about that long. <clears throat> Him and Chris Brown probably. Yeah. Um. She went to a club. And I was I was actually looking for it just now on Twitter. She went to a club and she was uh, she heard that he was in town and that she was going to try to get in his section and meet him. Because uh, to be fair, it sounded like she had a real reverence for Trey Songs hmm. for whatever reason. Let's go. Uh, as, wait, here it is. Here it is. Here we go. Let me see if I can put this on for y'all. It's worth listening to. It's a, it's a it's about a man and change long. Let's see. Immediately stop supporting Trey songs. Now, outside of his other allegations, I'm gonna say something that is not an allegation. I witnessed it firsthand. Firsthand. At True Lounge, I noticed that not all the women in his section were beautiful. Like they weren't, but they were all one thing and that's light complected and i wondered to myself well maybe he just hasn't seen a pretty chocolate girl yet that you know he wants to let in his section surely tremaine you know the man i grew up with having a crush on surely tremaine isn't opposed to having a chocolate girl in his section as long as she's beautiful right fucking wrong so as i make my way over to the section hoping that me and my girlfriend can get in i was greeted with security after letting, and I'm not even trying to put down women, but I'm going to say probably not the most attractive woman in the section simply because she was light-skinned. I mean, I want to tell you, like, to beauty standards, she's not an attractive woman. She got let in the section. And I said, how did you let her in the section but not me? He said because dark-skinned women are weak, and he said he don't want no weak-ass dark-skinned women in his section. He said he already has enough weak women in his section. Now, I cannot let any dark-skinned women in his section because you guys are not pretty enough pretty much and i was like what the fuck and the dj he was djing in the club last night literally had a whole speech he was like listen you are a goddess you don't let this get you down you're beautiful you're a goddess but we're paying him sorry um the dj he was like djing said we're paying him thirty thousand dollars and we have to do what he says so we gotta give him what he wants and to me black women are queens you are a queen but we can't let you in the section because he doesn't want dark-skinned women. That's the industry. That's industry shit. Industry shit. Like, no dark-skinned women. And I swear we've heard stories about celebrities doing this, but I never actually thought it was real. Like, I did, but I guess just, like, seeing it for myself, like, solidified it in my mind that your favorite celebrity women won't let you next to them because you're weak. So... I give her a little bit of benefit of the doubt because she seems very young. Um, and some of these things are just occurring to her. Um, she's probably not, hasn't had, we, we take for granted how many people 
have really had a racist or colorist, really, a colorist moment in their life that they can point out and identify right away. And first of all, let me just say to the poor girl, I'm sorry that happened to you. Um, kill all your heroes. Never meet them. Never uh, meet them. Never meet them. But if it, after 36 rape charges, and maybe or maybe not locking Kiki Palmer in a closet and taking her phone, if it took not getting into a section for you to not fuck with Trey Songs, you're going to get dragged a little bit on the internet, fam. And she has a little bit. But I don't think that should take away from the idea that Trey Songs is a fucking menace. <clears throat> Let me just say, the BET movie about him we're going to get in five years is going to be incredible. <laughs> it's going to be through the fucking roof. You thought the new edition movie was wild. The movies we get for B2K, the movies we get for Chris Brown, and the movie we get for Trey Songs are all going to be fucking nuts. And we all gonna, and we gonna be sitting here reporting on it. <laughs> Not me. Come on, I'm already, I'm already well too old to be talking about half the shit I talk about now. Um, I'm, this shit is, but that, but that shit is wild. To just have somebody to your face tell you, well, dark skin women are last place. So that is, and that girl was cute. If, if that, I didn't show you, but that girl's cute. If there is a theme on this week's show, it is, man, we got to get better with our lame-ass excuses. I'm telling you, weak-ass women, that's all you got? Any woman in my family would have looked at him like, nigga, that's all you got? Shut your dumb ass up. Any woman in my family would have gave him the blues. Um, Anybody in my family would just cut that nigga Trey songs must be stopped. That's going to end up being like a, like a Patreon series, a mini series for Patreon called Trey songs must be stopped. Um, who else? Uh, oh, free sports people. Uh, we, every now and then we got some sports shit to do it. Kevin Durant wants to be traded from the Nets. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> Don't care. But <laughs> it is fun to talk about. It is. It is. These niggas trying to replicate LeBron. They want. They 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 want to go somewhere and make a super team. And when and the second the super team don't work out, they want out. Uh, no, yeah. no, no, bro. As a matter of fact, they need to trade Kevin Durant to the worst team humanly possible. Just anywhere. They, like just find the worst team on the just last place on the Let's list. Go to the Knicks. <laughs> I mean, last year it was the Rockets, but just go to the Knicks where, you, where you're destined to fail. <laughs> go to the, well, no, he's too healthy to go to the Knicks. True. You have to have had you have to have had at least three almost career ending injuries. Go to the Sacramento Kings and go to the Kings. That's a that's nobody a nobody cares. No one cares, and you will you never, never make die. the playoffs ever. Um, I just I don't know, man. Like. I've always, like, for a while, like, I have to admit, it's hard to keep the same energy because when LeBron was doing it, I I wasn't mad. I was like, that man want to win. Yeah. 
That man want to win. The problem is we have record of LeBron going somewhere and winning. Eventually, yeah. Well, no, I, I take that back because KD – because KD went to the Warriors. KD did, I mean, he did the same thing. KD is not like he's not a bum. He's not a loser. But no. But this is this is the nature of the NBA nowadays, and you can kind of thank LeBron and his squad for that. In Miami, in that it is a players' league, and the players yeah. now get to make the calls on where they want to play and if they want to win championships. Can't blame them because back in the day, the owners just shut all that shit down. And this is true. And the players are like, look, nah, we're gonna do what we want to do because this is what we want to get. It's still a very competitive league. And we have to be honest in that if it was done for them and not done by them, like it would have been 15 years ago, say, right. we would be calling it good sports management. Correct. But we tend, we tend to wince at it when it's them. Right. But they should be managing themselves to a degree. To a degree because LeBron get out of control sometimes. But – LeBron needs somebody else to do his social media. <laughs> LeBron is LeBron's biggest fan, which, you know, <laughs> nothing wrong with that, but damn, that's annoying. He is his biggest fan, and he is his son's biggest fan. He might be a bigger fan of himself. Um, so my thing is, yeah, you go where you want to go, but he pulled the same shit to get there. He pulled the same shit to get there and form his little super team, and now it's not working, and now you're crying. Well, he didn't, you know, he didn't expect uh, a pandemic and for Kyrie to be an anti-vaxxer and for Kyrie to be a part-timer, and for him also true. to be out for an entire season with an ACL injury. Well, yeah. He'll be uh, right. all, all things are true. He'll still be rich when it's over. The Lakers fans are fucking rude. The Lakers fans are the rudest people in sports entertainment, these motherfuckers, the second the second KD went free agent, all you saw on Twitter was KD for AD. Shout out to Tim, the people's critic. <laughs> Lifetime Lakers fan. <laughs> yeah. From Oakland, refuses to go for the Warriors. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's a couple of threads that I'm in where I have Lakers fans, and they are the most annoying, entitled fans um, today. AD ought to look hurt. Not including Tim. <laughs> but anytime anybody is free, Lakers fans are like, shit, I heard they might be coming to L.A. Every time. Bro, you ain't popping like that. Y'all ain't even riding bikes. So nobody wants y'all like that. Y'all, as it is, have the best player in basketball. Y'all have, y'all have literally the Hercules of sports. At this point, that might be Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, oh, huh? Oh, is that a hot, is debate? that a hot sports take? Debate, embrace debate. LeBron never won back to back MVPs. Uh, okay, no, he didn't. You're correct. And he's won back to back rings. I mean, he's won back to back rings. Sure, that's good. Giannis can have his – as far as he's concerned, Giannis can probably have what are you his talking about? MVP. You said the best player, and I'm just trying to start shit. No, but, that's true, too. Yeah, but, no, you know, I, no, I see where you're coming but from. you know. I'm just undisputed. But if we're talking he's about literally goal, bigger and stronger than everyone else on the court. I mean, there's also a discussion to be had 
that even if we're talking about the most impactful players in the NBA today, it's not LeBron. Steph Curry. Oh, today it'll be Steph and Wardell Curry. Steph Curry has changed the way the game is played. Yeah, I, I, now I'll give you that. It, it is Steph and Curry at and this time. He, along with Drake, has ushered in a silent light skin revolution, <laughs> the likes of which mankind has never seen. Baby. <laughs> the only light skin nigga with nappy hair. Still oh, out here man. making it happen. Oh, man. And AD not holding it down for the light skins. AD who? Anthony wasn't well. He's not Anthony really light skinned. Like his unibrow doesn't qualify him as light skinned. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, a true light skinned nigga would have shaved that down. That's true too. They're they're so vain. Um, what else is going on in sports? I forgot. I'm glad oh. you're on the internet, and not me, because they're gonna come after you for all this slander. Um, no, I'll, I'll say that's not that that doesn't really matter. I was gonna say that the, you know the. Um, uh, UCLA and, U- and uh, uh, USC USC have pulled out of uh, what? What are they? Uh, well, they're going to the Big Ten. They're going to the Big Ten. They're the Pac Ten. Pac Ten, right? I mean, it, uh, it pretty, is what it is. Pretty boy football is not not going to be as exciting anymore. It yeah. probably wasn't exciting already, but uh, Big Ten football might get exciting. How many How many teams are in the Big Ten now? Because there's more than ten. Uh, Way four, more than 10. Oh no, there's far more than ten. <laughs> um, no, the double. No, we're no. They're far past. They're well into the double digits. Um, yeah, that's. I well, let's see. Do we have any? No, that's it. That's it. That, we can go. We can take a break. Cool. Um, we'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. Y'all know what it is. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. Clap, white people. We are back. Mm-hmm. We are black. Mm-hmm. We are opinionated. Mm-hmm. And we are rocking out, having a good time. Uh, actually, I saw something interesting in relation to our last story. Uh, just in, Kevin Durant's agent informed President Masai Ujiri that his that he his that he is committed to winning a championship and fulfilling his four-year contract if traded to the Raptors, but Scotty Barnes, Pascal Seekham, and FVV must remain on the team. Okay, so all the good people have to stay on the team. <laughs> right. In order for Kevin Durant to go there. <laughs> at, at this point, who cares? Right. Like, He's going to be where he is. He'll go somewhere and put yeah. up 40 and yeah. do what Kevin Durant does. And we're the only thing that's going to change is we're going to is we're going to stop. We're not going to have the same conversations. I don't mean us, but people aren't going to have the same conversations about Kevin Durant that they were a year or two ago. Nah. He's I I'm telling you, he's going to stop being in those conversations with Stefan. He's going to stop being in them conversations with LeBron. Mhm. All that's about to come to an end, because he made a lot of moves that haven't amounted to shit. Just saying. And and the and the championship team that he moved on from did it again without him. 
Kind of, it's kind of rough. Kind of rough. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's, but he'll still be rich, so it's fine. And, and there we go. <laughs> right. That, it, that's what it all comes back to. Um, it is time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Oh, boy. Uh, the Texas Education Agency tried it. They tried to float the idea of um, referring to slavery in the text as, and I quote, involuntary relocation. Fam. They tried it. Now, this didn't go anywhere. They, they um, the votes or whatever, they have to pass. It, it, didn't, it didn't happen. But the fact that they tried it, see, this is this is where we this is where we shit gets interesting. And they're gonna try again. By the oh, way. they're gonna try this and a bunch of shit. They, they shot down Roe v. Wade, and now they're just throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks. We we shot down Roe v. Wade. Now we can get away with anything. This is the this is what's dangerous. About letting the about letting these laws, these important laws, get repealed because it doesn't it doesn't just in that it doesn't just end there. It sets a precedent mm-hmm. and it sets a new standard. So if we can get away with this, we can get all our shit off now. Mm-hmm. Watch, watch they repeal. Watch Clarence Thomas can't stay married to that 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 white woman no more. I'd actually laugh at it. Oh well, yeah. That, now that would be funny. But if he ever does divorce her, I'm pretty sure that's just a that's just a precursor for that shit happening. Terry Crews would be all on IG crying. He'd be on IG crying anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for not mentioning him for for quite some time because yeah, he, he's he's become uh, socially irrelevant. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't mentioned the uh, the most recent high-profile uh, police shooting. Um, this one is going I to... Get tired keep, I, I can't keep track of them anymore. Well, this one happened just last week um, in Akron, Ohio. Okay. A young man by the name of... Jalen Walker and I and I think they just as we as we record now I think they just released the body cam footage I don't know if I'm gonna watch it yet um but basically um eight officers in Akron Ohio uh pulled over a young black man by the name of Jalen Walker 25 years old uh pulled him over routine traffic stop and Oh, I'm sorry, unspecified traffic violations. Okay. And were forced, to, according to the cops, they were forced to chase him when he didn't pull over. Okay. And, and of course, as the story goes, someone believes that a firearm was discharged from his vehicle during their pursuit. Now, he jumped. Someone believes a firearm was discharged? Right. And then he jumped out of his car, and the officers chased him on foot. Um, as a result of this, they unloaded, let me make sure that I get the number right, more than 90 shots. 
between 60 to 80 of those shots hit him. So there's no, so there's no way, to, at this point, there's no way to test him for residue from his gun. Again. I don't think so. Again, he... 80, 80 it, it, 90 shots, 60 to 80 of which actually hit him. Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy. And, and again, uh, you know, I just, I don't know. The, the body cam footage was just released today. I'm not watching that. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to watch it either. I'm not watching I that. was looking for a, a written description of it, but. Of course not. Of course not. It takes it takes nearly a hundred bullets to kill a black man who's running away from you, who may or may not be armed. What the fuck? It takes that many. Anyway, I'm just saying you'll see more about it this week. And they, all the cops, all the cops are white except for one. They know how, they, they can test for how many bullets they put into him, but they can't test for gun residue to make sure that he. To, to confirm whether or not he fired a shot to prompt putting almost 100 bullets into him. I'm sure they can make the forensic evidence look however they want it to look. I agree. So You're right. That's, that's the way that I look at it. Uh, but, yeah, welcome back to summertime in America. Just when uh, everyone was getting up in arms about uh, the Supreme Court and the bullshit that they're trying to pull in dismantling democracy, um, here we go. We have we we have more, well I won't say more immediate, but we have we we have the same shit to be afraid of that we were. Um, happy birthday, America! Happy birthday, America! Hope you survived the experience. Um, uh, Ilbersaw Fallon, shout to Chef. Um, one, I think we missed this the first time he posted it. I want to say, um, but. I wanted to circle back around to it. The um, they're making a a commemorative coin. Let me go back. Let me let me look this up and make sure I'm reading this right because this is batshit crazy. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think we discussed this. We we didn't put it in the rundown. Um, coins, commemorative coins. Depicting the border patrol, remember, those, remember all those pictures where the border patrol was grabbing that Haitian man mm-hmm. on the border? Oh yeah, there are now commemorative coins, or well, I don't, you know, the law enforcement officers have these challenge coins that uh, commemorate certain moments in law enforcement or commemorate how however long those type of agencies have been around. Mm-hmm. Now the Border Patrol supposedly has challenge coins to commemorate that Border Patrol agent on horseback running a Haitian man down. Awesome. That's they don't give a fuck anymore. You they imply, don't, they you don't imply give that a, they ever did. I, I mean, it, there was at least some like there was some cleanup behind it. Well, that's not exactly what we're representing. Ain't been no statement. Well, that's not exactly what it's representing. At least when you had like the Confederate flag, they would go, "Well, that's just really de- that's just really defending our our heroes that died in a war," and you got to tell them how fucking stupid they were. But they're not. There's not even a narrative anymore. 
it's just it's 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 immortalized in this fucking coin of them running running niggas down. This is insane. And now it's being investigated by the Department of Homeland Security. Good luck with that. Investigate it's it's going to be circulated on some level or another. The Border Patrol people that want it are going to be able to get it. Guaranteed. And and again, my my company sold challenge coins. I know how this works. It's something that, yeah, if you see it in a store, in a storefront, that's nice. But if they want the ones they want, they can get them. Period. If there's been any printed, it's available. Period. And that can just that can be some shit that can just be in your house and people can walk by and see it on and see it on the mantle. Like what's his name in American Beauty had all those fucking what Nazi dishes and shit. Sure. There could be a whole and what and the reason I bring that up is that there can be a for all we know it could be the start of, if not, if it doesn't exist already, a whole subculture of this shit. So this, it's just, that's too wild for me. That's wild. The fuck is wrong with these people? Well, we know what the fuck's wrong with them, but <clears throat> what the fuck is happening, y'all? Happy birthday, America. Fuck you and your birthday, bitch-ass nigga. That too. Um... Cinder- America is a bitch ass nigga. America, it really is, man. It's a bitch ass nigga. It's the bitch ass nigga that can fight. Uh, yeah, it's that bitch ass nigga that got hands. He can fight, but he ain't had his chin checked yet. Right, he ain't he ain't had he ain't fought nobody that got the same hands he got. He never fights by himself. He he always got his homeboys with him. That too, that too. That's right. You you right about that. America really is a bitch ass nigga, man. Bitch ass nigga, America. That's some shit. Bitch ass nigga stole. We all know who stole who stole old boy's shoes. Ain't nobody gonna say nothing about it because they don't want to be next. It was America. It was probably America. That nigga right there. Yep. Send your racist stories. Send your real life racist encounters, along with uh, your listener letters, questions for myself, D. Randall, or anyone else you hear on this podcast. Please send those to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or log on to opinionswhileblack.com where you can learn more about Houston's Most Savage Podcast, ways to listen to us, ways to buy merch, and ways to join us behind the paywall on Patreon. Become a become a donor, become a listener, become a... Uh, uh, one of our drinking buddies, one of our happy hour friends. Y'all see that all the tiers are below $10. You cannot argue with that. Um, and you can join us talking shit about our about how fucked up our jobs are on Discord. Um, I'm occasionally on Discord. Every now and then Randall shows up on Discord. I got to remember sometimes to tag me so I can remember to go there. I, I'm gonna, and I'm going to start doing more threads we have a we have a music thread mm-hmm. we have a general thread i'm gonna start a work thread i do have my notifications turned on so if you tag me i will reply so if you are a patron and you want to talk directly to d randall the man the myth the legend um <laughs> tag him and he will respond 
um, which is that, and that's as exclusive as it gets, because that's more than anyone can say on social media. Um, we will be right back with uh, your listener letters in the top three STFUs. Y'all know what it is. This is Houston's most savage podcast. Please pour up. And we are back. Yep. We are black. Mm-hmm. We are opinionated, mm-hmm. and we are going strong on and episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. On episode one eighty-seven. I'm just so used to saying that about other people. <laughs> we we do get that off a lot about other people. It's true. Um, it's time for your listener letters. Okay. Tales to enrage on Twitter. Uh, wants to know you get to choose one character in pop culture. And make them black, not just in the current moment, but from from their beginning. Who do you pick, and why? John Wick. What the? That would be the most <laughs> frightening, the most frightening character to anybody. John, right? Because John Wick, but locks. Yeah. Like oh, oh yeah. yeah, hell and a yeah. Fully connected beard. Well, Keanu has one too, Keanu but like a full, yeah. fully connected beard. Hell yeah. And does not like and like. And don't and doesn't talk like respectfully. Just and like talks like a nigga from the hood. Got hands. You can't kill him. Knows how to use that. Knows how to hit you with the gun kata. Let John Boyega fuck around and be John. Well, Boyega. Let's, I want, let's, yeah, I want to get John Boyega in some let's, shit, man. Let's slow down. Like John Boyega ain't in enough fly shit for me, bro. Like, and and when he is in some fly shit, the. The writers don't do it justice. No. He should have been wrecking the shit in Pacific Rim. Um, No, actually, you know who it should be. Hold on. Give me just a second. Black John Wick. Give me just a second. Black John Wick. Uh, uh, hold on. Hold on. The dude who plays Lupin on, on, on the Netflix show. Yeah. 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 Omar, what's his name? Uh, yeah, Omar Sy. Yes. Yeah. Let Omar Sy be the Black John Wick. I'd fuck with that. Like, let him get, just let him get cut up. I'd fuck with that. Let him grow that fully connecting beard and actual dreadlocks on a dreadlock wig. And that's a big nigga to be to be gun cotter wrestling with. A big dark skin, flared nostril Negro nigga. wearing Jordans. Yes. Just big bell pepper nose nigga. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And 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 to be honest with you. That is one of the reasons I was so excited to do the comic, the comic project that I'm working on now. I might, you know what? I might put some exclusive clips of what we're working on on Patreon. Okay, um, because that's why I was excited about that. Because as far as villains go, Shownuff is a big, is a big dark skin, terrifying bell pepper nose nigga. And Leroy was the pretty boy. <laughs> That's a like yeah. Le, like Leroy was like if Michael Jackson's face had stayed the course. Damn. You know what I'm saying? You said time act is the true evolution of Michael Jackson. <laughs> right. <laughs> like yeah. in another t- like in a, in an alternate timeline. Yeah. Michael Jackson probably would have been looking a lot like Timok. <laughs> I wonder. 
man, this is dark. This is another Patreon episode. If if Michael Jackson re- had his original nose, <laughs> would he be? Would he? Be, would he be as famous as he ended up being? We're, we're doing alternate timeline, Michael Jackson. You saying multiverse? But the multiverse of if, Michael. If 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 Michael Jackson wasn't a racially ambiguous, nearly androgynous figure, would he be? Would he have been as universally accepted as he was? Questions that people want to know. The short answer is no. Questions that need answering. But what? Yeah, we could. Yeah, we could game that out. We'll see. That's a Discord discussion. Actually, that is a Discord discussion. I agree. Um. Uh. So yeah, I John Wick is a good one. Ooh, John Wick is a great one. Actually, yeah. I literally just watched John Wick three again the other day because it's, it's become one of those movies that I watch every time it's on. I, I'm like that about. The second one, I think. The first, first John Wick yeah. three was good, but the first and second one, I watch every time. The third one with the dogs, man. I, I just, I, I just get. I, I always have to watch it because I'm like, I got to get to that scene. Oh yeah, with the dogs, with Hallie and the dogs, and hopefully, man, she needs a spinoff with just Hallie dogs. Look, man, Hallie was looking really good in that movie, man. She was looking good. She took that role seriously. Yes, she did. So I was, I was down for that. She, yeah. she felt that in her spirit. When she was about to get that man in the water, and she drank it and oh, spit yeah. it out, spit it back to him. That she, she felt that. Would you? Would you drink Halley spit water? No, I'd watch. I'd I'd watch her go through all the motions of of, of uh, drinking it and spitting it out at me in spite. But no, I wouldn't drink it. I'm not one of those niggas, man. I'm not. The, uh-huh. the, I'm one of those. I drink your bath water, niggas. I'm not that dude. Oh. Neither would I. <laughs> what was, do you do you have an answer for the question? Um, you know what? It's funny because it, it, another Keanu Reeves character, Neo. Well, we'll fuck that off. I would say we'll fuck that off. But I have all I have said for the longest, always since I figured that out, that if that if Neo, that if if Will Smith had been Neo, now granted. I think we would have gotten a light years different movie out of that trilogy. Mm-hmm. But with all, if all the people that were supposed to be in it had been in it, that would have been the hardest Afrofuturism saga ever committed on film. Well, I'm sure when it was originally written. <laughs> right. The, the, the black woman who, who wrote it originally probably had that intended. Yeah. But would have been the greatest Afrofuturism saga ever. Think about that. Aaliyah was supposed to be in that shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a hell of a cast when you put it in context. Aaliyah was supposed to be in that shit. That would have been a, reun- that would have been a reunion of Aaliyah and Jet Li, because Jet Li was supposed to be in that shit. Mm-hmm. And everybody would have been saying this is the first time they've been reunited since Romeo Must Die, which is not the best movie, but it's also a culturally kind of it's 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 a nerd in the culture. That would have been the hardest shit. Think about that. The one, the one's mentor, even really Niobe. Now, Trinity would have stuck out, but Trinity would have also uh been would have fallen in line with Will Smith being with white women in movies. So nobody would have minded that. So I'm wondering now, 
What would Keanu's entire filmography look like if Keanu had never done The Matrix? We're black. Oh, if Keanu Reeves were black? Like, if we, if we replaced Keanu Reeves with black people in his oh, movies. Oh, shit. Like, in Speed. If, if Keanu's character in Speed was black, they would have just blown the bus up. The bus would have blown up. He would have sacrificed himself <laughs> to save everyone, and Dennis Hopper would have, like, tripped and fallen on a bomb or something. <laughs> um, or, or Keanu would have just like, man, on the cool, I'm just going to slow this bitch down and jump off. Y'all get ready. Y'all, right. <laughs> I ain't got. I ain't trying to be here all day. Yet another. I still got to go to work. Also, yet another movie where um, what's his name was in it, and we and and we completely glazed, and we as a culture completely glazed over it. Um, um, uh, uh, Olivia Pope's daddy, Joe Morton. Yeah. Yep. Another Joe Morton role that we just glazed actually, over and nobody noticed. And actually, Joe probably actually Joe would have been like, bro. Hey man, <laughs> I'm a cool man. Don't don't get fucked off fucking with these white yeah, people. Yeah, man. I mean, you got on. <laughs> that was your bad. Don't, don't don't you get fucked off fucking with these white people. You didn't have to do that. You know what? That would have been a that would have been an odd subversive career if Keanu was black because Keanu was he was Ted Theodore Logan. Yeah, yeah. A black Ted. That uh, the, the, fam. It's still more known than Alex Winter. Yeah, I mean, imagine going back to like the medieval days as a black dude. Oh, and be like, hey, actually, man, nah, we got to we got to go and get back. Right, right. <laughs> we gotta, we got to get back now, bro. Tell they would have never picked up Abraham Lincoln. No, just tell it. Yeah, just tell it, Alex Winter. Like, <laughs> hey, man, I'm gonna let you talk to him because uh, they would have never picked up Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, uh, that's for damn sure. Because Abe, Abe would be like, man, you know, I, I freed y'all, but I don't fuck with y'all. I so, ain't riding with you. Yeah, man. So, yeah, man, you ain't going with that. He'd have been talking shit. Wipe that seat down, motherfucker. <laughs> Con- um, Constantine would have been different. Ooh, nigga, Constantine would have been hard. Yeah. And you know what? It's funny enough, I think they're bringing back Constantine, but... They're looking for a black guy. I think the, the the lead dude that they're looking at is a black guy. Mm, interesting. I'd watch Nickenstein. <laughs> uh, you're terrible. If I watched Candlestein, I'd watch Nickenstein. Um, Four, yeah. 47 Ronin. Oh, shit. With an all-black oh, cast. Oh, we got to go through the bad ones, too. So that means 47 Ronin. That means bullshit-ass Man of Tai Chi. All right, yeah, we don't have to go. We don't have to do We don't that. have to go too yeah. deep. No, nah, we don't have to do that. Because then we, we start talking about, like, Street Kings. and Street Kings was kind of hard, though. Street Kings was kind of hard, though. Oh, it was a little hard. If there had been a nigga in the, in the, in the lead role, <laughs> okay. I'd have fucked with that. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd have fucked with that. If there had been, like, Yaya. Point. <laughs> Point blank would have been point blank would have been a short story. <laughs> you mean the FBI is going to teach me how to surf? Yeah, uh, I quit. Yeah, it's a setup. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere where it's sharks. Fuck that. Um, that's a good. That was a. That's a really good question. Yeah. Uh, salute to Tales to Enrage. Okay. These yeah. people know what. These people know what gets the people going. What's going on? See, that's what I, what I'm looking at right now is Amazon getting ready to make a delivery. Which I'm fairly certain that delivery should be for me, because I ordered two books, and yeah. that and that looks it like looks big enough for two books. That looks like two books. Do we have to? Do we have to pause? No, we don't have to. Now, okay. Now look, I think she just noticed. 
She just noticed. Now she's about to walk across the street and come over here. Look at that, y'all. I think, I, I, yeah, uh, yeah. Speaking it, speaking it into existence. Yeah, I think she's headed over this way. Yeah, all right. Because, you know, yeah, I was going to pause and just walk over there and just be that dude to, to grab my books off my neighbor's porch. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, she yeah. coming. She know what time it is. <laughs> um, what else we got here? Extra Maestro. Shout out to Xavier Hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, what advice would you give a younger version of yourselves? What would you tell future you? Mm. Wow. That's crazy. Okay. That's uh, uh, what advice would I give my younger self? So we're 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 at that question now. I'll let you go first. Uh go to one of these tech schools, bro. Go to one of these tech schools. Fuck this writing shit, man. Go to one of these tech schools. Learn this it learn this internet. Uh, learn all this code shit. And you're gonna be filthy rich by 30. Guaranteed. Fuck all this fine arts bullshit. Okay. Uh, learn this code. Learn all this HTML shit. And I guarantee you, you'll be filthy rich by 30 and you'll be able to do all the fine arts that you want. Um, if I were younger, what would I tell my, what, what would I tell my old self? Oh, we flipping it both ways. That's what it looks like. The question is, let me look at it again. Uh, what advice would you give a younger version of yourself? What would you tell future you? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. We flipping it both ways. All right. What would I tell future me? Um, honestly, don't give up, bro. Don't, don't get discouraged by this shit, man. All this shit, all this shit comes out in the wash. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Stay consistent. I can say that now because I can say that from late 30s to someone late 40s or 50s because late 40s or 50s, people tend to get disillusioned. And people tend to lose faith not being where they think they should be or not being where maybe people that have come up with them in the fight are. I'm always joking about being resentful that uh, I was I, I I was in uh like third or fourth grade doing media classes with Justin Simeon and now he's fifty and now he's filthy rich. Um, don't lose sight of what you're doing and why you're doing it and impacting people. That's the best advice I could give me in the future. Don't get disillusioned by this bullshit. A lot of the people that say the fuck shit that they say as they get older are people that felt very differently in their 30s. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle definitely sounds way different now than 30-year-old Chappelle. Yeah. And a lot of that was him, by his own account, getting disillusioned. Yeah. And becoming an old crotchety man as well. Also true. So, yeah. Welcome I to the club. So yeah, I, it would be it would be two very different messages. I would definitely tell my younger my younger self, uh, get some of this tech money. Um, still create content, but get some of this tech money. Uh, learn that HTML shit. And I would definitely tell the future self. Um, 
Stay consistent. Stay strong. Mm-hmm. Stay, stay, stay believing what you believe. Mm, okay. Um, I would tell my younger self to enjoy life more, loosen up, have fun, and, you know, feel free to make some more mistakes. Not critical mistakes, but, you know, uh, throw caution to the wind every once in a while. But, but most importantly, like, really, really enjoy being young while you can. I like that. My younger self would tell my older self, remain young at heart, but wise in mind. Like, you know, continue to enjoy everything that you can out of life, but, you know, allow yourself to, to mature and grow in the way that you should and, and seek wisdom but also enjoy life in a childlike state when you have the opportunity to. Amen. That's it. Amen. Um, and take care of your knees. God, take care of your knees, bro. Oh, actually, younger self would tell my older self, nigga, stay in shape. For the love of God. Because it gets harder. It gets harder to do when you're old. Man. Like I'm I, not gonna tell y'all about my experience on the on the rowing machine. Like I was in phenomenal shape in my twenties, and you know, life. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Oh, uh, DJ Burn. Shout out to him, staying in the fight. Um. No question today. Just wanted to drop a line and say that I'm proud of both of you guys. Extremely energized to see what's coming next in the near future for the brand. Well, thank you. Why, thank you, sir. We will do our best to keep it interesting. Um, I have no, for the for the near future. I have nothing but time. So I have nothing but time to figure out new ways to keep this interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably at our expense. <laughs> 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 Um, thank you guys for the listener letters. Uh, uh, Burn X, Tales to Enrage. Love you guys. Uh, opinionswhileblack.com uh, or opinionswhileblack at gmail.com is where you need to go if you want to holler at us. Also, find us on social medias. We're always asking for questions and topics before we record. Y'all know how that goes. And you can just find us on social media. And some of you niggas just text me. Um, Time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need desperately to shut the fuck up? Uh, number three is a is someone who is no stranger to the shut the fuck up list. Miss Azalea Banks. I would call her a shut the fuck up all star at this point. Um. And at this point, it almost doesn't matter what she said. Um, it was about Beyonce. She, it was about Beyonce, but no one cares what you think about Beyonce. Least, including and especially the Hive, they don't care, and they don't even care enough to drag her. That's what. That's what the part that got me. If this was anybody else, they would have pulled. They would have ended their career, ranked them, raked them through the coals. They would have. I would call it Carrie Hilson them. 
Azalea Banks is so irrelevant that it wasn't even worth the drag. No one cares what you think about Beyonce, sweetheart. No one. And let's, and let's also be honest. The only reason she's talking about Beyonce is because Beyonce has a project out. It's getting, it's getting clicks and views and hype and all those things that her projects have never received. The only reason she's talking about is because it's a hot button topic and she wants to be in the blogs again. That's it. That's it. She doesn't, maybe she feels, really feels this way and maybe she doesn't, but that's completely irrelevant compared to you only bringing these topics up because of the relevance. Because we don't hear from you on these topics any other time. We didn't hear from her any other time about Lizzo until it was a time when Lizzo was at her peak hype. It's kind of wild because at, at, at times, at times Azalea Banks can be occasionally timely with a commentary. And, and, and unfortunately, a lot of times she uses her powers for evil. Uh, I, I think that for someone whose body of work has not really slapped for the most part, uh, you know, she got she to gotta slow her roll sometimes. Sometimes you just don't need to comment about everything. And, 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 but, and, the, and the other thing about that is to get to her good points, you have to go through miles and miles of bullshit. Yeah. Like, when she, like her issue with Lizzo. Okay, we could probably have an open discussion about how the industry kind of props, kind of uh, refurbishes these, these acts and these artists and kind of twists their image into what they want. And uh, sometimes a new sound comes from that, but that new sound is usually an old cannibalized sound from an artist that maybe didn't get enough play when they came out. Mm -hmm. We can have that discussion because that's a thing. But you have to get through you have to get through hours and hours of her on live screaming fuck you fat screaming fuck you fat Lizzo you stole cupcake style. So you have to get through these miles and miles of unnecessary bullshit to get to that point. That's the problem with Azalea Banks. That right there is the whole problem. Is that she can't get out of her own way long enough to make people hear that she has a point. Yeah. And it's sad because the Azalea Banks stands, like all six of them, swear up and down that this woman's shit is is ahead of its time and that it slaps. Like when all this everybody was talking about how dance music is becoming a, a wave again, people harken back to Azalea Banks. And it's sad because from her own volition, from her own doing, we will never know Azalea Banks is any, for anything but talking shit. And maybe almost getting her ass whooped by Lana Del Rey. Uh. So maybe for her own sake, definitely for our sakes, I'm sick of hearing it, Azalea Banks probably got to shut the fuck, shut up. The fuck yeah. up. Number two. Number two is Lil Duval. 
Oh, he's still around? That little hatchling is still around somewhere? I, I was going to say, I know it's hard to notice because he's so small. But, yeah, for some reason or another, he's still around. So, um, in last week's episode of P-Valley, I don't watch P-Valley, but uh, all, y- all y'all do and all y'all talk about it, so um, I, I know things here and there about P-Valley. Watch the first season. Um, at first, I just was not interested in watching Players Club, the series. Um, that surprises me about you because... Because strippers, there's a lot of talent <laughs> on display. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm interested. I just, there's a lot on my list right now. It's a lot of black athleticism. I'll get to it. <laughs> God damn it. I'll get to it. It's on my list. Um, especially now that I got way more time on my hands. Um, and Autumn Night is fine as fuck. Uh, but I, I, if that's the girl that I, that, that girl that I saw, uh, in the trailers, she finds hell. Um, she's all right. She all right. Okay, fair enough. Especially compared to the other. Oh, there's, there's probably really good looking talent. The other black there. athletes. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> so, Mind you, the storyline behind the show is not good at all. Oh, I would say there is a storyline. But there's talent. There's talent. Um, so the recent episode featured same sex sex between two males, which was also featured in the first season, which, which apparently is not new. And I, and Lil Duvall had, um, a lot of commentary on it. And I think one of the, one of the writers and one of the showrunners actually, Katori, what's her name, actually got him to fuck together on social media. Um, Talking about don't nobody want to see that kids have to watch this and so forth and all just all kind of, just all kind of typical homophobic kids, excuse bullshit. Kids have to watch P Valley. Kids is not watching P Valley. Kids man. have to watch a show called Pussy Valley. <laughs> that is about that is not about cats. If you're letting if you're letting your kids watch a show called Pussy Valley, uh, you are the worst parent in the world. You're worse than a nigga that only brings one happy meal. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Um, but the thing that the thing that grabbed a lot of people and was kind of didn't make any fucking sense is that this same episode showed showed two women I guess being intimate um and it, it, this show has shown two women being intimate they are not riding bikes. I am not interested. <laughs> we know how we feel about that now. And so, if you have a problem with two men having sex, but you don't have a problem with two women having sex, uh, because you've never you've never had this this kind of energy and basing your voice about it before, um, this is why people think you're homophobic because you're not keeping the same energy. Um. It sounds like you were just personally you were just personally uncomfortable with two people basically dry humping each other because this is a television show and the shit ain't real, and you sound stupid. Yeah, like Lil Duval tends to. I have never laughed at a Lil Duval joke. I remember when he used to come to TSU every year. I have never laughed at a Lil Duval joke. As a matter of fact, I remember when he would say that homophobic shit and. 
uh, key gay people wanted to whoop his ass after the show. Key gay people? It was a it was a gay dude that was on the uh, what do you call it the program? Well, we don't know that man was gay. Um, that was on the university program council. They mm-hmm. were the ones that would book people like this. They were the ones that would put these uh, comedy nights and shit together. And yeah, he wanted to whoop that dude, and he, it was no secret he wanted to whoop that dude's ass. He wanted to whoop Duvall's ass bad. Um. Now, granted, a lot of things happened after that that the University Program Council uh, should have wanted to whoop other people's ass about because that was when social media got big and they had they had secret accounts like Gossip Girl that were just dedicated to being the insider and putting all their evil, dark secrets out there. <laughs> yes. So he had much bigger fish to fry not long after. <laughs> Because I am pretty sure that secret account told people, well, no, I'm not going to say it out loud. Um, maybe that'll be a Patreon story one day. But um, Lil Duval has always been a problem. And he he only knows how to be problematic because he doesn't know how to be funny without it. Honestly, he doesn't know how to be funny with it. This is why you're more known for, this is why you're no, more known for doing songs with Snoop Dogg uh, than you are for being a fucking comedian. Living our best life. Shut the fuck up, Duval. Shut the fuck up! Ain't going back and forth with you. And I don't want to hear. And, and you know what else? I don't want to hear about what kind of sex you, what kind of sex you do and don't want to see from a nigga that nobody wants to fuck. Smile, bitch. Smile, bitch. Have you ever met a woman that said Lil Duval could get it? I cannot say that I've done that. Like, even Eric Andre got some, got some, got some talent on the list. I will say this: um, Eric Andre to put underwear and condoms on his head. Rosario Dawson is a great validator <laughs> of, of light skin corny niggas. Um, she has validated both Eric Andre and Cory Booker. <laughs> and Cory Booker. <laughs> which is a very tall task. Like we could like somebody, if they wanted to make the argument, could call Eric Andre and Cory Booker shooters. I'm not gonna address that. <laughs> My family and I ask for privacy at this time. <laughs> But I mean, but what happens? I mean, it, it, the old saying is true. They got like, more, they got more on the books than Lil Duval. Dudes look a lot better when they when they stand next to a beautiful when they're associated with a beautiful woman. And uh, yeah, and the only time I've se- and all the time I've seen him associated with a beautiful woman, um, is when he's talking shit. The, Smile, he, bitch. Smile, and, and speaking bitch. and speaking of short com- short comedians who need to shut the fuck up, a bonus shut the fuck up to Billy Sorrells. I never thought I'd see myself taken up for just hilarious. But Billy Sorrells was really on uh, uh, Rihanna's internet talking about leaking just hilarious nudes. I've heard of this Billy Sorrells person, but I don't know what he is. He seems to th- fancy himself to be a comedian. Mm. I've never. I would fancy him to be a um, genuine impersonator because he's a grown man with baby hair. Um, 
Genuine doesn't use the toothbrush and gel anymore, and neither should you. Um, yep. He came from TSU. Yep. He used yep. to wear. He, he was yep. a Kappa. He used to wear. Oh. He used to wear gloves Done. and thought and dress like the transporter. You, you said everything I needed to hear already. <laughs> I fu- whoever Jess Hilarious is, I fully take her side. She's she's like the third funniest person on the Little Rail Show. I take her side. <laughs> talk about talking about I'm going to leak your nudes, but I talking about, then talking about you sent that shit to me while I was married, but I left you on red. If you left her, if you left her on red, how do you know there, there's nudes in your inbox? Shut the fuck up! See, see how that works. So yeah, um, short comedians, uh, all these uh, short, short, unfunny comedians like Billy Sorrells and Lil Duval can just get a collective shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up. And the number one person who should shut the fuck up is Kimberly Elise. Where did y'all dig her up from? Apparently, dug, dug her up from social media where she was telling where she was telling people how excited she was about the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Ma'am, I mean, she's entitled to her opinion, and people are entitled to not fuck with her, which is exactly what's about to happen. She ain't gonna get a job nowhere, and she did that to herself. I was like, she's been when, so busy. When Tyler Perry's gonna, about to stop giving you work. <laughs> Tyler Perry give anybody work. He just don't pay him. <laughs> um, yeah, nah, sweetie, you about to be the new uh, Letitia Wright out here. That was not that was not the time and place. No, even though she allegedly shut the fuck up enough to finish Black Panther. Well, <laughs> we'll see what happens with that movie. That movie is cursed. That movie is cursed. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. It's going to happen. It's just cursed. Wow. I am looking at Kimberly Elise's uh, IMDb. Oh, boy. What we got? What we got? Hit us. Hit us with, hit us with the slaps. Let's go. Uh, hold on. I'm looking for the slaps. <laughs> Give me a moment. It's please. taking a while. It's taking a while here. Give me a moment. Um. What she, I mean, she did Grey's Anatomy for a little bit, didn't she? I mean, we set it off, so we all know okay. we set it off. She was the least important person on set it right. off. Uh, uh, what a slaps. Let's go. Bring on the slaps. Beloved? Uh, that's a hard That's a hard sit through, but okay, I'll give, I'll give you Beloved. Oh, she was in John Q. I, I remember her in John Q. She was in John Q. Okay, all right. That's yeah. fine. That's fair. Um, she was in Mad Black Woman. Um... No, she was in the no Manchurian one. Candidate. Ah, oh, I kind of remember that. Oh shit, she was the black girl in Manchurian Candidate. It was only one, and she was not in Grey's Anatomy. She was in the less popular spinoff, Private Practice. Whoa, Get your facts shit. straight, sir. Oh, <laughs> the st- the star of Private Practice with Tay Diggs and what's his face that used to voice Superman. Oh wait, she was in three episodes of Grey Anatomy. Never mind. Okay, yeah, because they crossed over a lot. Uh, she was in the TV movie adaptation of Gifted Hands, the Ben Carson story, oh, as Sonya Carson. That didn't age well. Uh, she was in for Color Girls. She was in for Color Girls. She was in an episode of Hawthorne. <laughs> oh God damn! What? Uh, and I'm just I'm just looking at the shit that looks reasonably familiar. Michael Vartan is more famous than her. God damn! 
She was in the series called Hit the Floor. Oh, that's stupid ass VH1 shit. Okay. Uh, yeah, Hit the Floor. Was, Dean Kane was in Hit the Floor. Just, just for context, show you how popular that was. Apparently, she was in Ed Astra. Oh, that okay. I, I give you that one. That, that's a that's that's a big that's a big movie. Okay, and she is in one episode of the series Love Life. Whatever the fuck that is. Needless to say, you can't afford to be out here saying the shit you're saying with a shaky ass career like this. You I th- can't. I think that you know the 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 roles that she's been getting are not threatened by her. Uh... It's a because it's a Nas career. We got yeah. it, it's a Nas takeover career. You have one hit every five year average, and, and that's lame. Yeah, she can shut the fuck up. Yeah, she but shut the fuck up. chill out. But also, nobody cares. Also, also, it's an easy target, and you don't want to make an easy target of yourself. Um, we'll take advantage of it, but just just sound advice for you. Yeah. Um, do you remember if we done a podcast? We have. It seems. It it would seem somehow. It would seem we uh, made it there. I was I was gonna bring whiskey and I was gonna drink in celebration. Uh, of the, of my departure, um, I'm glad we didn't. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I know you're tapped out for a minute after that yeah. birthday fiasco. And as I get older, like that recovery time from alcohol is just greater and greater. And and with you know with it being so hot, nowadays, yeah, man, I gotta stay hydrated. Yeah, you're right. You know, I played basketball this morning for a couple hours. I'm washed, but you know, broke a sweat. I can't be, you know, introducing all that sin into my system. Just yeah, I gotta be selective, and also there's gonna be some fuckery to be had uh, at the beginning of August, and I gotta be on somebody's uh, lakefront in the water. So, so the fellas' trip is really happening. It's huh? happening. It's happening. Ooh-wee. Oh, it's gonna be turnt. I'm trying to get in shape, get my get my life right. I don't know why you're trying to get in shape for that because. Get your liver in shape. Oh, that too. I'm yeah. I'm saving it. I'm saving it. <laughs> I'm saving it. I'm 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 getting. I'm, it's all water all day. Mm. It's all water all day for. Well, it's always all water all day. But I'm picking and choosing my battles. Um, guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much. As always, it's always an honor and a pleasure to entertain you people. Um, never get tired of this shit. Um, patrons, I'll probably see you tonight. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe we'll. I don't know. I don't know how many of y'all watch Westworld, but maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll do a Westworld watch or something. I don't know. I do. Uh, it, we, Randall does. I don't know what the hell is happening so far this season. <laughs> um, it looked like a just where everybody is now episode. But, uh, but I'm still when- trying to. Trying to when are they? Yeah, well, that's seven true. years later, but that's trying to figure out that Dolores shit. But other than that, it seemed pretty straightforward. Um, y'all know what it is, man. We'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Uh, until then, this has been episode one eight seven. Motherfucking cop, on motherfucking cop, undercover cop of opinions while black. I have been Oz. I'm D Randall. And as always, forever in parting, titties. Mm-hmm.
bring it back one time. Bye, niggas. <laughs> <laughs>